0: What's up, YKTR Sports? Welcome back to the show and go Monday morning. Bosses in the building, <coughs> and my throat's fucked. Uh, plenty of footy to chew through, so we're not going to muck around. New South Wales have named their squad. Queensland doing what Queensland do, and playing a bit of a wait and see. Wait yep. for the why do they? Why do they get to name it second? Is there uh, a reason? I for think historically,
1: get, historically in the past, the, the New South Wales sides were so dominant that they used to name the Queensland as a reaction to. Who they picked?
0: I was that's what I to, heard back in the day. Yeah, I, don't know if that's I true have or no or. idea. I was talking to Luke about it because I was like, "That is weird," but it's not really.
1: An Someone advantage. will know in the comments. Someone in the comments, yeah. right down below, because we've got a, we've got a smart um, fan base here. They know everything.
0: Yeah, the history of the game. Yeah, I, it's not an advantage. Like it's, New they know who they're going to pick. They're not like, oh, they have got Canberra on an edge. We're going to go a different direction. <laughs> so, but it is a bit weird. But uh, obviously, there were no sort of massive shocks. Um, but your immediate reaction when you ever look at that squad and you see guys like. Turbo and Latrell in the centers. <laughs>
1: yeah, their backline's so scary; it's so not okay. even funny. But my initial reaction was, I'm um, pumped for these Panther boys to get a start. Uh, you look at Jerome and Nathan Cleary, and they sort of come through all together. We wrote an article probably about six months, maybe last year, this mm. year, where Jerome Lua was like the perfect bullet for like Nathan Cleary's is a gun, yeah, and Jerome Law is like the perfect bullet for him. So um, Nathan Cleary is probably the best player in the game right now and Jerome's that perfect compliment for him. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play, but there's enough of boys in and around that. That was my first reaction. Obviously, yep. you think about debuts, they're usually the feel-good stories of those. So um, Isaiah Yale was another one. I come through him with him. Always been a
0: great kid, love football. Um, so they, those are the types of ones that are super exciting for me. He's sort of like, he hasn't come out of nowhere, but Isaiah Yale in the last sort of 18 months has gone from like a, a, a solid first grader to, mm. you know, one of the first guys that uh, like Freddie. Announced that he was in the squad live on Sunday Footy Show, which is pretty cool as well. He was shopping with his yeah, <laughs> with his family, and um, but he just seems like such a such a good such a good guy. Anyway, uh, we don't reward defensive as like yeah. critics
1: from the outside of the game. So when he when he first came into first grade, um, he debuted at center against Joey Leuluwa, and Joey Lailua was obviously one of the toughest matchups, and locked him up on debut. So that was at Penrith as well. So I don't think we reward that type of stuff as fans and critics of the game, but um. He's always been defensively sound. I just think of that new system they play with, Penrith, uh, really suits him to a T. He's big. He's got. He's really strong through the legs. So he'll get contact and he'll start to drive his legs late. Now he's just added a pass. Adding a pass
0: to your game, um, man, makes you 10%, 20% better. You look at all the, like, the best sides in the game right now, it's obviously Penrith. You look at Manly and you look at the Roosters, and all three of those sides, and obviously Souths as well, all four of those sides use that sort of ball-playing lock as almost a first receiver, so Trebojevic, Radley, Yo, and obviously Cam Murray. Um, three out of those four in the squad. Radley probably would be there if, if he wasn't suspended, which we'll get in, you know, it's a whole nother fucking kettle of fish, that thing, but... Um, Isaiah Yo being able to be that link whereas it sort of and you you as a former half would be able to say like not having to be the first receiver every single time I I can imagine would take a shitload of weight off your shoulders because you can organise your shape without that first point of contact and having to sum it up as that Fair? Yeah, it pushes everyone just a
1: little bit wider. Yeah. So it's easy to throw shape on on the certain people that you're used to getting to. But in terms of that ball playing thirteen, it's almost a must-have now. Um, like, that, I always reference this conversation I had with Trent Robinson one time, <laughs> and your spine conv- conceives of five players right now. Um, so obviously, you're, you're four normal, and then your is the other one. And four out of your five have to be able to pass, and your is included in that. And you, you find, and ideally, you want all five that can pass. Mm. But say if you got, like, a... Um, like Penrith, what's fullback? Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards, yes. where he's not a noted passer, but your other four, it can cover up the base of that. So Uppy can pass, Nathan can pass, Isaiah Yale can they pass. they go to another and level wide. when Crichton goes back there who can pass. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So and, uh, and w- once all five of those spines can pass, um, you're in for a good
0: shot. So you need four out of your five. Once one of them goes down, I mean, you get caught pretty quickly. It's funny how Melbourne, like Melbourne sort of, The lock went from being like your Dallas Johnson, Michael Luck sort of players. Mm. Melbourne then just started rolling with an extra basically prop in 13 and now it's swinging back the other way into a ball player. But like the good sides recognise it straight away and if you look down the ladder at the team sort of hovering, even like um, Parra do that with Nathan Brown, they're right up there as well. The sides that are struggling at the moment you'd probably look across their squads and say they don't have that. So it's a bit of an interesting position. You're kind of not the first one it you think about. It changes a lot. It changes yeah. a lot.
1: So, yeah, like you said, Dallas Johnson, Michael Lark, they were sort of the workhorses. Almost like a dying breed. Yeah, <laughs> so, knock up 55, 60 tackles yeah. a game. I remember um, Michael Lark done like close to 70 or over 70 yeah. in a Melbourne game in the wet one time. So... Yeah, it's one of those positions that evolve and it probably evolved back. But if you look before those types of players, they were the, like Freddie Fittlers. They yeah. were sort of the big ball playing. Scotty Hill was a gun as well. So um, if you want to look to the future, look to the past. And usually because the game's speeding back up, when the game was strictly about defence, those were the perfect guys for the 30 in yeah, position. Right. Now it's going back to attack. You need someone who can attack in that format.
0: That was when we all used to get excited when Gal would run for like 150 metres. be like, fuck, what a gun. Yeah. <laughs> now, now Toto's smacking out 300. Just on Toto before we move off the Panthers, he's probably one of the coolest storylines out of all of this because he's just... Probably the most lovable guy (laughs) (laughs) in um, in rugby league at the moment. I saw a couple of nice quotes from Jerome Luai about like coming through that sort of Mount Druitt Mm. area together and he's like, I wouldn't want to debut alongside anyone else. And the criticism, like a little bit of criticism every time a squad like this gets announced. How you could criticise a squad, I don't know. But people saying they're a bit small, fuck when you got a little guy on the wing like that that can knock out. Three hundred meters plus, you're probably you're probably right in the forward back.
1: Yeah, and like sometimes a lot of people focus on a single individual, but when you see a winger, you see the back three, and you see the centers as well. So you got Tommy Turbo and Latrell in there. They can big all, bodies. Yeah, they can all <laughs> carry. So sometimes it's it's and they're they're kind of tall and fast and stuff like that. that's cool. But then it's like. Um, Sort of like in cricket, how you switch up to a slow ball sometimes. So when, you, when you've when you just gone from tackling someone high and then someone is coming out and running over you and then, and then is like, bouncing around, you have to mix up your different um, tackling styles, which is really, like, people, people want to underestimate that where they always say you don't want the same size forward packs in your, in your pack because... Yeah. I don't know, you just kind of get used to the rhythm of tackling no, someone sense, the same yeah. size. But when you have to tackle someone high, then you've got to tackle someone with an offload that bounces back. Then you've got to tackle a little nugget. It gets like confusing, especially when you're tired. Yeah. You got origin, you got fatigue sitting in. Um, you've got these new rules, new
0: laws in and around the head. So. Man, different body variations and backs and forwards is super important. He's so nuggety, man. He looks like a nightmare. I always go back to what Normie was saying when he's like, I was like, bro, how hard is that guy to tackle? And Normie's just like, bro, I was getting dragged. His legs just stopped pumping. I'm like, go down. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> he cool just story. just looks exhausting, man. Like, cool story. Like like yeah. all those little, when when guys come out from rough areas and it gives,
0: like mm. there's some 14-year-old Samoan kid that. probably and they're like proper about the area. Like that's what's the coolest yeah. thing about it. You know, like guys like Joseph Manu and like, yourself like guys from small towns like that's cool but when they like proper jump on the scene and fuck like rep the area like they mm. do it just elevates that again there's a probably a 14 year old Samoan kid that's on the brink of jumping in a gang but
1: good at football that's probably looking at brian Totty right now and going fuck i might go this way so yeah. those are the other story
0: lines that people don't really talk about yeah just before we move off new south wales obviously the biggest contention was the halves we've touched on luai uh the back row right, obviously frizzell limped off last week so Tarek Sims gets in there I think I haven't seen anything confirming whether he would have indefinitely been out but I think it basically came down to a super fit Tarek Sims you probably give the hit the nod to over a potentially hampered Frizzell um what would you make of that selection
1: yeah just I would like I'd rather shine light on people that made it for, and yeah. then not try and drag down the ones that didn't or like no one can deny Tarek Tarek He's Sims seemed, uh, needs to be there you know what I mean but Frizzell could do a job there as well. So I know they're both good mates and they've come through the Dragons system together. So I'm sure they'll both be happy for each other. I don't want to put negative light on anyone. Yeah. So I and think Tarakson Sim deserves to be there. His, his charge down efforts, his effort every game. Um, he's probably the one guy in the Dragons when you look across their forward pack, they're like, fuck, I wouldn't run at him. Yeah, you go the other way. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So that that sort of intimidation factor is quite important. Um I do love Tyson Frizzell's body shape. We talked about body shape before and. and mm. Uh, Running styles He's got a lot of power In his base And in his ass And he can run over people But man Let's just shine light on on, Let's just
0: congratulate The guys that have
1: made it And not not the ones who haven't
0: And he's going to I would assume At some point in the series Frizzell's going to feature anyway Like the side's going to change with Not just with injury Form But obviously With all the Yellow cards Reports and suspensions There's going to be A lot of bodies That come in and out Of that squad And I'd be shocked If Frizzell doesn't Get back in there So Yeah
1: look at the Maroons now They've got like Six or seven different options that they can have <laughs> off the back of injuries and suspensions. So, yep. yeah. Jack Whiten in the 14? Yep, good decision. Um, Super Pat- versatile, though. Versatile, can cover the whole back line from seven to one if he had to. Uh, but like you said, you got Tommy Turbo there, you got Latrell. If Tedesco gets another head knock, hopefully he doesn't. Um, You've got plenty of options everywhere. Yeah. So I think Whiten deserves to be there. Is he reigning, Dallium? Dallium, yeah, he won it last year, yeah. He's just he's just on a bad side at the moment, and a side with a lot of drama around it. So that's probably the consequence of it. You want to be in form when you're playing in Origin. I'm not saying he's out of form, but Jerome's just too good to turn down right now.
0: Yeah, I think he's the perfect fourteen. Just for the, the the way the game's going at the moment. You have a look across the game in the last couple of weeks and a lot of outside backs either going off suspended, can cast whatever it is. He can fill a job, like you said, one to fucking prop as far as I'm yeah, concerned. I just throw, throw him in the middle. He can, he can crack guys. I was just thinking that. He could almost play every position. Play on an edge. Absolutely. <laughs> he's a fucking weapon. You wouldn't want to run at him. And you never question
1: um, Wyden's effort or nah, intent. Ever. Like, he's always going to run and take you on and... Um, he
0: can put a shot on, so he's perfect for Origin. Yeah, love him. Uh, Maroons obviously expected to get named today. Are we sort of expecting any curly ones here or Maroons kind of picked themselves, don't they?
1: Yeah, they've, they've kind of um, like named the 20-man squad that we've had a look at as well. Yeah. So we'll just wait till the team
0: gets officially announced and we can sort of roll off the back of that. Yeah, more more, more Origin content coming. <laughs> uh, YKTR gang, we were obviously pre all this COVID stuff, we were having, well, I know you were having a look at going to Origin 1 mm. uh, with the squad. That's obviously still all up in the air, but you got any sort of updates around what that might look like if it goes ahead? Or um,
1: yes, yeah, so I mean, scope got we're getting paid to go down to an Origin event down there just to film it and stuff, and obviously it's going to drag Gear Boys along as well. But with all the stuff in Melbourne, probably won't happen. Um, I don't know if it goes to town as well, I'm not too sure if we'll do it because yeah. we're sort of getting paid to go down. So. But definitely something we'll look into in the future, whether yeah. it's this series or next series. Um, not against it.
0: I think off the back of the whole Magic Round stuff, we realise that there is a lane for us to do that sort of stuff. It's yeah. just got to be the right timing, and we can't sort of react and go to a trip like <laughs> after Town I'm,
1: I'm hungover as fuck right now, so yeah. I'm like, getting
0: on the piss doesn't sound like a good idea. But yeah, but if I was week- bouncing about, would definitely be sweet. Big weekend for the skip. <laughs> uh, obviously, let's jump just quickly, in on a bit of NRL. Big sort of... I suppose performers over the weekend was obviously uh, Panthers, Melbourne, and Souths put all put on the clinic. Enjoyed the Souths enjoyed the Souths game. Yeah, start start with that. Then obviously that was I picked Para, um, but Scope sort of mentioned he felt like this was going to be sort of like Latrell came back last week, probably a bit underdone after his little suspension. Mm. When they're all together and they're all fit and firing, you kind of forget how good Souths are a little bit. Yeah, um, what'd enjoyed. you make of that game?
1: Yeah, just enjoyed it. Like there is not too many teams that could bounce back after getting pumped fifty. Back to back Back to back And just put on a show Like that And that's what I said About them last week And what I said About Wayne Bennett I don't think Wayne Bennett Gives a fuck about round 10 I think he starts Carrying around like Round 24, round 25. All these wins matter. Um, I, look, I looked at the table today. Dragons are still sitting at eighth. Yeah,
0: Weirdo. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: this is how weird the comp is this year. Like, the teams are so good. But that little middle part where Dragons haven't won a game in a minute and they're still sitting in the top eight. You look at, like, it I It's fucking the, weird. Dragons,
0: Sharks, Titans, Warriors, and Tigers. They're all the same team, They're eh? the same
1: team. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hope they are. They're the
0: same team. And I have no idea any given week. it's an, It's been a punter's nightmare if you follow uh, yeah, the, if you, the Oracle. You'd know that it's a fucking punter's nightmare. Like
1: when you go to the footy, just flip the coin and that's oh. that's
0: what Those are the chances you're only going to get with the boys. Yeah. One side who you don't have to flip a coin because they win no matter who the fuck is out is Melbourne. Um, Missing all their stars. Cheese goes out there and puts on a clinic and they get it done. So I kind of pose this question to you. Is Melbourne, we know the system. Melbourne has the best system in the game. That's not, we're not fucking dropping dropping knowledge here. But are they the deepest squad in the game? When you have a look across, they miss Harry Grant, no dramas. They miss money, no dramas. Cooper Johns comes in and does a job for them. At least goes off. They bring on a bunch of no-name back rowers with respect to the no-name back rowers yeah. who come on and put on clinics. They've got some... What's his name? Is it Lewis, the back row that comes on with a six on his jumper and puts one through for the Fox? I mean, they just... <laughs> I don't know who these guys are, but they seem to pull these Brian Norrie-type guys out of nowhere and they just put yeah. um, on clinics, man.
1: Man, I think they're the best at turning someone who's probably like a cup player into like a really good first grader. And you really find they struggle once they leave the Melbourne system. Like off the top of my head, I can only really think of like Gareth Wittip, who's really gone on, left the system and yeah, like it's probably a good made,
0: made a massive difference. Where Adam Adam Blair went on and had an amazing career but, but he, he wasn't, wasn't as good as at, was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in the in Melbourne. Um, yeah. Proctor, same sort of thing.
1: Yeah, so you see a yeah. lot of them, like they'll go into the Melbourne system, start to play Origin, kill it there, get mm. their big money and leave and their kind of career goes down a little bit and yeah. obviously there's going to be some other guys out there who have killed it but Gareth Witt up off the top of my head is a really good one but mm. I think they're the best at doing that. In terms of depth, I still think Penrith yeah. are the team and the best thing I love about Penrith is they develop yeah, a lot of their cool, players yeah. as well, where um, Melbourne don't have the facilities or probably the junior nursery to pick from, like fifty thousand. 000- like kids, obviously exaggerated number, <laughs> um, but that many talented kids where they all have to go to Queens and and pluck these guys from yeah. Q Cup and still turn them into genuine first graders. That's a skill set in itself. But then sort of balance that with the superstars that they have. That's where the beauty of Melbourne come into it. But
0: in terms of depth, it's still Penrith. Yeah, I, I probably tend to agree. I just I'm I'm always blown away by. It seems like every time team lists get named on a Tuesday, you have a glance down the Melbourne side, there's probably three or four guys <laughs> yeah. where you go, who the fuck is that? And then they go out there and put on a clinic. Jamie, so.
1: back in like 2010, when it was like Dragons versus yeah. Melbourne, now it's always like the big sort of games. Um, Wayne Bennett done this exercise with um, the teams one time. And he compared, like, the one versus one, the two versus two, yeah. three. Like They had a team list on. And he goes, to be honest, like, out of all these players, I'd probably pick, like, Billy
0: Slater. Cam and Cooper. Cam and <laughs>
1: Cooper over you guys, mm. but everyone else. I'd, I'd rather have the guys that are in here. But why are these guys so much better than us? And then Darius Boy come out and put a clinic on because Uncle yeah. Wayne <laughs> picking Billy Slater over him. <laughs> Feel Fuck, like he, was, he was good, Darius Boyd, no? and that, And that's kind of like... We talked about the Penrith side right now. Those are the really good sides. And I feel like to win a comp, you need your younger players to be playing above what their pay packet's worth. Yeah. So what was Valentine and Jack Bird getting paid when Cronulla won? Like yeah. they, they they were unders, unders yeah. for what they were performing. So you do need those types of things to happen. But yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Let's just finish then on Penrith because I need to give myself a pat on the back. We're officially... Well, officially in terms of games played, halfway through, the boys are still undefeated. If mm. they get through this origin period, do you see them dropping a game? Are you still going to say yes based on odds? Based on the fact that it's a long season? Yeah, and they'll and drop. They'll,
1: yeah. I just think they'll drop one. Mm. I, don't, I don't know to who, but I think they'll might have a bit of origin fatigue. Yeah, you got to think Nathan, Jerome, they're going to be... Getting like emotionally prepared for these types of games. Both of them being
0: picked for Origin does throw a bit of a curveball into the whole thing. So um, as well, and Liam Martin and Yo. You know they're missing. I don't
1: think so, man. I think yeah. they just like they'll win, but they just won't win as convincingly. Maybe if they get it like four behind fourteen nil, that might get them in trouble. But yeah. I think Matt Burden's class enough to sort of. Like, you think Nathan Cleary's kicking game is so elite, so once he leaves, you're like, shit, we've got no one. But Matt Burden can kick just as well as him. Tyrone May's got a great short kicking game as well. Yeah, Tyrone May's a perfect balance of, of like, the six. Like, he's such a diverse player as well. But, like, Matt Burden wouldn't have the arsenal that a Reynolds or um, Nathan Cleary has, like, the types of bombs they can put up, the floaters, the torpies, all that sort of shit. But in terms of distance and placing it on the spot every single time, he, he probably could kick further than Play yeah, for them. Probably. I think so. He's got, a, he's got he's got like that rugby union boot, like well, yeah. full spirals off the off he's, the boot. Yeah, and like he, he's been playing the game in the centers, so he'll be used to
0: the speed right now. He'll be seeing. That's things. what I was about to say to you. Like, what sort of benefit is him having now? He's like he's played so much first grade before. He's going to be given the like we saw him obviously coming in that Melbourne game in the halves and he was sweet, but I can only imagine that having an additional. Ten games and the fucking centers is only gonna help him, right? Yeah. Confidence wise. Um so like learning you learn the game at
1: center, like getting on the back of kick chasers. So you might be under the pump and see when Nathan click kicks the ball and he's telling you to chase and yeah. might be a tackle three or four. Those are the lessons he might be learning from that. So he might be chasing Nathan's click and get up and make the first tackle, and then maybe two sets later they score. Mm-hmm. So he might he might see stuff like that from playing out there. Um sort of how Nathan gets into the line. He's he's a smart footballer, Matt. Yeah. So Man, this will be a big education for him for um, next year. This will be his team for the next couple of weeks. He'll be running it. Um, won't have s- as many superstars. That's probably what he can relate to, the Bulldogs as well. So, mm-hmm. man, it's going
0: to be an interesting period for him. That's a good point. I think we'll leave it there. I'm still going to say undefeated season, but um, I do, I'm do. i very aware that it's only halfway through and we've got the origin period to get through. But yeah, we get through here, we'll be away. <laughs> Bye, bro. Cheers. Later.